Good morning, Eugene. Hey, good morning. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Kind of up a little later today. Good. That's a good thing. So, did you have a topic for us today? Well, I recently bought a car, and I guess with all this pandemic and economic uncertainty, my like financial decisions are being impacted in a way that are, I guess, kind of weird to me because like after I went to college, I took out, you know, a hundred percent college loans and I came out with a ton of debt. And then I was basically anti-debt for a while, but I also liked the convenience of credit cards. So I was sort of like my rule became don't take debt for an amount of money that you don't have. I guess. Okay. So if That's my, good. you know, bill was $2,000 and I had $2,000, it was okay to charge that on a credit card, you know, get the points, get the convenience of the monthly reoccurring bill. And that's sort of where I was. But I always had this college debt hanging over me. And then and then now I had to buy a car and I guess I wasn't sure if I should buy it in cash, uh, like finance it, or I guess the other option is lease it. Mm-hmm. And I've always like leased the apartments that I live in because I don't have enough money to, you know, put a down payment. We don't stay in one place very long, so I've always you know, stayed away from thinking about buying houses because I don't live in a place long enough for that to make sense. And I guess the same thing could apply with cars. So I decided to finance the car that I got. And I could have bought it cash, but then I wouldn't have had any savings at all. And I figured with the low interest rate, it's probably fine to finance it. But I guess the other option is leasing. And I think the major reason I didn't go for a lease is that I don't believe that I'll like be in a car for three years? <clears throat> well, um, I think I looked at a study that was done by one of the top like companies that do like either Kelly Blue Book or one of those companies or CarMax, Carfax, whatever, Car, whatever, Carfax or something. Um, I think they compared the three options where one option is Dubai outright um, second one is lease and third one is finance. And I think finance was one of the worst options. Um, <laughs> interestingly enough, um, um, because I think for, with finance, just, um, I mean, yes, you're right in terms of low car, low, I mean, low interest rate and kind of the convenience of it, um, but at the same time, I mean, unlike with a mortgage, for example, you don't pay pay the pay the car off like twice or th or three times um, the cost over the years, which you do with a mortgage. But um, at the same time, I agree with you that you know you kind of have to have enough money to be able to afford it because anything can happen at this point with. Um, you know, with jobs and 
and and stuff. So you want, always want to be make sure that you can afford the payments. I think it's more than that. I think that people affording payments has sort of been the problem or gotten a lot of people in trouble because you, you, your financial situation can change. And like in my case, I bought the car, I have the money. And if everything goes bad, I won't have to like give back the car. I won't be in any more debt. And sure, I paid like a finance charge and all the dealer stuff. And like I paid a bunch of fees to get the financing. But I saw that as a hedge against the economy going bad. And then if I have six months of expenses saved up, I can make the payments for six months and that'll give me enough time to figure out my situation, get a new job, maybe sell the car, who knows. Yeah, But I think a lot of times people take out debt because they think that they can afford payments in the best of times. Not really thinking what happens other than in the best case scenario. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. But I mean, that's the reason that was the reason for the 2008 crisis for sure. There's no question about it. Mortgages were given left and right based on whether or not you can afford monthly payment, but then all of a sudden the bubble burst and, and a lot of foreclosures, I mean, which, which also created a lot of opportunity for investors to buy property and stuff, but we're talking about kind of people's lives and, um, Right. And like with houses, it's different. And that's a different argument, whether banks should be regulated and not give out like predatory loans to people that they know can barely afford payments. But with a car, at least in the one that I got, it's not like terribly expensive. Even like a brand new, I don't know, let's say $30,000 car. Pretty nice. You can get a lot of really fun cars for 30,000 either new or some even cooler ones used. I got a used car and you, it is a big payment. It is like what the second biggest payment or purchase that people make in their lives. But mm-hmm. I feel like $10,000, $20,000, $30,000 can get you into a lot of trouble and debt and like cause a lot of anxiety when the economics of your situation change. But it's not so much that it's like unimaginable to pay it back. So my loan is for six years, 2%, zero, zero dollars down. And I think no matter if I have my fancy programming job or, you know, I work at a gas station or a food service place, that, that payment that I have is affordable and that's why I took it because I knew that I could make payments not just on my salary now, but on any salary in the future. I mean, here's the thing. So I think that there is always a chance that you, let's say if you lose your job or whatever, and it takes you a couple of months to find one, there always, there's always a chance that, well, first of all, the longer you're unemployed, the harder it is to find a job, right? Well, I mean, you well, do have to assume case. that at some point 
you will find another job, you know, barring some sort of catastrophic like thing to your health. Like you can get jobs for the most part. Like if you wait a couple months, you build your skills, you see which industries are hiring. I like I could see myself going half a year without a job, but I don't see myself going five years without a job. That would be a sign of like something else. <laughs> Laziness or bad economy or both. <laughs> you know, mental health issues, some sort of feeling of like inadequacy. Oh, I can't apply for this job. I'm not good enough. Or you go for an interview and you like self-sabotage and you don't present your best self or you don't prep. I've done that a lot where I go in for an interview and I just like didn't do anything. So, and that's on me, but either way, I think with cars, it's, it's different talking about cars than houses because they are so much cheaper, at least in the area that I live in, you know, a good house could be anywhere from two, 300,000 to, you know, unlimited, but a car you can get a car for $5,000. You can get a car for $500. And even if you go overboard, get a like a loan for 20000 30000 it's a lot. And I always think that you should take out debt, assuming that your situation will change. You're taking out debt for the future. So just because I can make payments today doesn't mean I can make payments in a year or two. Yeah, I agree. And the thing with leasing... I don't like the argument is always, oh, it's cheaper doing this. It's not cheaper doing that. And in this situation, it's cheap by how much? Like, what is the, what is the amount of money that's causing this huge debate about leasing is better or owning is better or you should or shouldn't finance? The, I guess my point, my whole, my whole bit here is I don't think it matters. If you're able to save, I don't know, let's pick a big number, like $10,000 over 10 years. Most people would be like, oh, cool, like 10000 bucks, a lot of money. But it's also a long time. And I think that it's relatively low. And if your make it or break it amount is the difference between like a financial choice to buy a car, finance a car, lease a car, you have very different problems than, oh, you should have leased it and you would have saved $40 a month or something in the long run. Like well, it's almost, $40 a month can be a lot. Um, it can be. But if $40 makes or breaks you, you should be looking at like maybe getting a cheaper car. <laughs> maybe agree, buy a $5,000 used one. But it's so here's so like it's, for me, it's all about the, well, no, not all about, but it's a lot of times is about the math. And, um, for example, a couple of years ago when we were, where we we're buying, um, our, our car, our bigger SUV, um, there was an option to do a hybrid. Um, and you know, the, obviously the mileage per gallon was much higher, but for SUVs, because they're heavy and they're big, um, it's not that much higher. So for example, our current one, um, I think average is like 19 gallons. Um, I mean, 19 miles per gallon. Mm -hmm. Um, the hybrid one was like 25. So 
you know, in a smaller cars, you can get like 40, um, uh, per, um, per, you know, per gallon, whatever, 40 miles per gallon. But, um, bigger cars, it's much, much less because of the weight and, and whatever, and, um, engine and stuff like that. So when, when we were calculating the savings on, um, gas versus higher payments, it made sense to just get a regular car as opposed to a hybrid because the extra payments we financed that vehicle. So extra payments per month where finance were higher than the savings on fuel. So for us, it didn't make sense to, to buy a hybrid car as much, you know, as much correct financial. Yes. Um, and as much as I want to be environmentally friendly, um, it's often it often comes down to the money and that's and that's where i guess i'm trying to pivot think differently act differently i don't know but yeah sure it, you can do lots of stuff that is cheaper and makes more financial sense but if the amount is relatively small to your situation you can sort of just do whatever you want, and I don't like. I don't know if that's bad. Like, I got a car that was a tiny bit too expensive than what I wanted, and then I financed it all, which I also didn't love, which incurred maybe like three thousand dollars of extra fees, and you know, plus the two percent interest. And I feel conflicted because, yeah, I didn't make the best like financial decision, I'm going to lose $5,000 over the six years that I'm financing the car. But that doesn't like bother me. It seems like such a trivial amount to me in my situation, you know, don't, don't get mad. But (laughs) like I, if I was worried about saving a couple thousand dollars over a couple years, there are, there are bigger things in my life that I could change, like not going out. Like, like I spend money much more on other things and the car is a big purchase, but yeah, I could have gotten a car that was $10,000 cheaper and then I could have paid cash. Sure. But now I have a car that I actually want where before my first car, I didn't, I didn't really like it. I got it cause it was $5,000 and cheap, you know, roll down windows, and it wasn't fun. And I guess this time I decided that I'm in a place in my career and my life where I get to value like having a thing that I like as opposed yeah. to doing the absolute cheapest thing that makes the most sense. Yeah, absolutely. When when you're buying a luxury vehicle, it's not about the cheapest. It's about what makes sense for you and also it makes sense financially so you've already made a decision to buy a car that's luxury and then the next step is like i don't see a point just kind of to a side conversation i don't see a point of like buying a tesla but getting the cheapest you know model of it or whatever like the cheapest um um package or whatever right and you should get like what's important to you. And so many people, I think me included, we try to sort of compromise in a sense that we don't get what we want, but we also don't save too much money. So you end up in, 
you end up in this like bad state where the cars we were looking at before they weren't as interesting to me and they weren't that much cheaper but i like felt better about making the slightly more conservative decision where in the end i don't know i just got the car that i wanted with the options that i wanted and just decided that it was okay that it cost me some amount of money over time yeah, I agree. And and here's the thing. So while we were talking, I'm looking at a calculator for buy versus lease. And I just took a um <clears throat> the car that we purchased um like five four or five years ago, um just kind of like to see what, you know, what would make more sense. So but before, you know, we kind of talk about the numbers, I wanna say that um I like leases for a couple of reasons. I don't like always prefer leases because for certain things you need to buy a car. Like if you drive a lot and a lot of miles a year and basically like carry like, I don't know, construction stuff in your car, um, that would, you know, that would make more sense for one car, at least in a household to be owned. But um, if you have a business, in most cases, it's easier to deal with tax uh, filings and audits. Um, and it's also easier to deal with, you know, everything else related to the car when it comes to a lease as opposed to finance. Um, because there are calculations on like depreciation and stuff and, you know, something that's way beyond the scope, scope of this conversation, but, <laughs> But um, it's just because it changes every year. It creates a really um, tax nightmare a little bit uh, when you finance a car. I mean, it's it's different if you have a car truck, like that's something that's used every day by your employees and stuff like that. But we're just talking about a, a typical business where um, an owner leases a car versus an owner buys a car or finances a car. Okay. So You also yeah. have to clarify that when you're comparing – leasing versus financing i'm assuming you're talking about new cars absolutely yes and like in my situation the the car that i got was used and i got it used because it lost a crazy amount of equity over just three years so yeah if i was buying a new car maybe a lease would have been more convenient but um, like I don't like yeah. that comparison. Like I, I I don't see myself buying a new car almost ever. Well, um, <clears throat> you will change your mind. I promise you. But oh, yeah. um, I hope so. <laughs> <clears throat> but <clears throat> you know, so when you um, so they're typically I, I like I separate people into two different like buckets: people who only want to get new cars and people who only want to get used cars. There's usually no in between. Like once you start getting new cars, that's it. Like you're addicted. <laughs> um, maybe there are these people exist who switch back and forth, but I've never met one. I mean, I hope, um, I'm hoping that it depends on your financial situation. You, you would hope so, but it's not always the case, right? Sometimes it's more about, I need, I deserve it. I need it, whatever. Not in my case, but I'm just talking that from experience of seeing people, you know, make decisions, financial decisions. So I'm, I want to compare like, oh, one more thing. Um, I love leasing cars because every three years you can drive a new car and that feels great. 
three years just doesn't like I don't I don't know if I'll have a car in a year. Like I might Well you're you're I'm, different. I'm, right. I'm I'm hesitant to have cars drive cars. But Right, like I, I don't want to be locked in. And I also don't like the car seems like a smaller purchase than like a house or something. So it, it doesn't feel permanent. And for things that aren't permanent, I guess I would rather sort of buy them out and then deal with them as I as I want to, unless unless I'm very sure that like I want to upgrade and a step down would be cell phones. <laughs> like I've never well, done any of those plans where you get a new phone every year. Why not? I guess I want to choose when to get the phone. And I do the 0%, you know, financing with the phone company, but I've paid out phones earlier to get the new phone that I wanted. And I've also kept a phone for four or five years because nothing was interesting to me. (laughs) And that decision to switch, I sort of want to be mine for some things for almost all things. I can't, I can't think of a single thing where, oh, look, three years is up. You have to get back the car or buy it out. Well, here's the thing. So I don't even consider buying out, meaning um, when you lease a car, the point of it is to lease, not to buy it out after the lease ends because you end up paying a lot more than than you would if you finance. But that's another conversation. Um Three years is not that long. And when you finance, you typically finance for how how long? Like five years? Mine was six. Yeah. Yeah. So six years, it's not as easy to get out of that loan. Oh, no. I just paid off. That was, I know. Oh, yeah. But, that was always the... Once I get one a new car, I can either trade it in or... Like whatever that interaction is, I've just decided that, yeah, if I want to switch it, if I want to give it to someone, I'll just, I'll just pay it off. Right, but what I'm saying is that you're talking about a commitment for three years to a leased car as opposed to six years to a loan. It's not as easy to get out of either one of them. I don't know how getting out of leases work, but I know for sure that I can get out of this like car loan. Well, I can sell it and then pay off the difference and bam, done. <laughs> well, it's not as easy to sell a car as you would typically... Like it won't be a kind of a private party transaction most of the time because it's hard. It's harder from a paperwork perspective to um, deal with the loan payoff, um, the title transfer, and stuff like that. When you when you go when you sell it back to um, to a dealer, then you get a lot more a lot less money for it. And yes, you can get out of it. But same thing with the lease. With the lease, basically, if you let's say need to get rid of the car, you still owe the lease payments um but you know you could uh, there so you would just owe the the remainder of the lease payments and that's it Hmm. like i've broken a couple apartment leases and there tends to be like a fee associated with that um not that i know of when it comes to car leases you just owe the the rest of the payments for the period and that's that's pretty much what they've told us when we lease our first one Um, so you don't think there's some way to like hey there's two years left on this lease 
we want to bring the car back, can't we just call it good? Um, or take some. I, I don't think so, but I might be wrong. I don't. Th- I mean, I asked this question um, when we were releasing our first one. This was like four or five years ago. Five years ago, probably. Um, and I don't think so. I think they said, well, you just, it's like rent. You just owe the rent for the rest of the period and that's it. I mean, for your, your case is a little different cause you move so much. Like, I don't know why you move so much, but you move a lot. Um, <laughs> I hate moving. Um, but whatever, but most people don't, right. most people and, don't like, yeah. Right. And, and I get that. And that's, I think, again, you need to do what like you think is best and yeah, maybe saving a couple thousand bucks over a couple years is significant. I would, I would tell you maybe you're buying too much car. If the difference between leasing and financing is so significant to you that it's like a major you know, impediment, but you know, you do you. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Same thing with cell phones. Like, uh, like I've never had cases on my phones i don't have insurance on it and i've just decided that yeah if i drop it i'll just buy a new phone the cost of a cell phone shouldn't make or break my like financial life but there are some people my brother my wife they they drop their phones and it's not that i can't afford to fix their phones too we've just learned over the last couple years that if you have the insurance it's a much easier interaction you bring it to the store, they either, you know, do it there or tell you to like a different place to go or you mail it in. And having the insurance for people that, you know, constantly need to do this, it's, I don't know if it's worth it or not, but I'm saying it doesn't matter. If I drop my phone every six months and I had to buy a new phone every six months, I, you know, would buy the phone that I could afford knowing that I could lose it and buy a new one. Same thing with cars. Like, I know that if my car right now lit on fire and I didn't get any insurance money back, that's not going to, like, financially ruin me. And I think a lot of times people go with, like, the maximum amount of car they can get from the bank. I think that's a mistake. Well, let's get back to the calculation. (laughs) So let's say... I'm just, I've already entered some numbers to just kind of compare. Um, let's see. Okay. So 500. So we're looking at cost over time. Correct. Yeah. And basically over, I guess the lease period. So like I've entered everything, um, and it does like, um, they're called like an equal equal. So like if my equalizes like like my lease is thirty nine months, which is typical for Volvos. Um, but the financing was like sixty months or seventy two actually. Um, oh, so they do do they do like two lease periods compared to one finance? I think so. Yeah, which is also like a lie because there's fees and stuff no. associated with like no getting a new one. But that's no, actually, for like most most brands, if you get the same leased car, like if you get it, if you had a Toyota and you get a Toyota again, um, they waive that that um, last whatever exit fee or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like they they like they waive it. You don't have to pay for it. If you change brands, then you do. Uh, but 
like Volvos, they make it super easy. They, they like swap your car and they often offer you, if you lease a, a new car, they often offer you, like if your lease is 39 months, they, they can approach you at 33 months and say, do you want a new one? And just, you know, kind of swap the cars and get you a new payment and stuff. And it like takes one, like half an hour to sign papers, which is really nice. Um, so, Okay. Let's see. What's the rate of return that you typically would owe, would um, make nowadays, like investing your money somewhere? I think it's like an okay thing to say. Like I've always used 5% as like a easy number to count. But mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so let's see. Let's say... <clears throat> Uh, so actually it does calculate fees at the end of the lease. Um, so like, so I'm entering all of those. Um, so lease payments. Yep. Okay, cool. So, um, <laughs> license. Okay, cool. So, um, I'm looking, so I've put in the numbers for a $50,000 car, like the one that we leased a couple of years ago or whatever, actually both financed and leased. We, the car price was about the same, uh, with a 2% interest rate. And if the interest rate is higher, which if you buy, if you get it at the dealership, it's usually like four or five percent, four and a half percent. If it's a new car, it'll give you zero percent. Um, no, like if you check out Lexus, for example, um, their financing, they have sometimes programs, but usually in the on lower models, like, uh, if you want to get an RX, you would, it's their their percentage is four and a half percent. Well, they're not they're not being competitive. Well, uh, because they're Lexus, they you know they're it's it's not about the money, it's about luxury. So, um, so I did extensive study on it because I at some point wanted a Lexus. <laughs> anyway, so this calculation that I see, um, it's a calculator that's for like for tax professionals. So we you know I have access to it because I pay for the research service. Um, so. The result is it says on the same car. So if I were to lease for 39 months, um, 72 months purchase, um, you know, financing, because mm -hmm. that's what we got for our other car, 2% rate, which is what we got, 189, whatever, <clears throat> with the uh, business um, deductions. This is when you have a business. So, like, I have a business. So it's almost always better to lease. But in this case, the difference is about $12,000. Over five years? Over the period of, one second. I'm just trying to get like a monthly cost. Over three, 325, it looks like. That's, uh, one second. Yeah, it doesn't tell you. Just, I guess, over a period of. So I would say, let's say, hmm hard to understand what whether whether it's over three years or over six years well, let's, let's let's go with the bigger amount like six years whatever so twelve thousand dollars difference mm -hmm. uh over six years yeah and then per month so that's 166 dollars difference yeah but um it's two thousand a year right um roughly and plus you get a new, you drive a new car every three. To well, me, that's a win-win. <laughs> right. So for $2,000, more or less, which one's more expensive? 
Uh, financed. Okay. So for $2,000, which I would say $2,000 is not a ton of money. Over a year, I I don't know. Like, yeah, people need it and stuff, and it's after tax, and like I understand. But if you're buying a $50,000 car, I don't think $2,000 should matter in a year. Well, if you're buying a fifty thousand dollar car, you want you are at a point where you want to drive a new car every couple of years. Right. You don't want to just buy it and keep it. So I think, I guess the statement I'm trying to make is, if you're buying a fifty thousand dollar car, I don't think this is a like a useful calculation. You should do what's more convenient. You should do what's more, you know, convenient for your accountant for your business. If someone comes up and says, "Hey, you know, I'm working at." an entry-level job, I'm hoping to get more, I need a car, what would you recommend? I'd be like, I don't know, dude, just go, you know, save up uh, some amount of money and then get a five to $10,000 used car. And yeah, I don't know, do that. <laughs> but yeah, once you start getting into these crazy nice cars, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think this $2,000 is a significant thing compared to, well, I just want, you know, a new car every three years. Or for me, I just, I just want the peace of mind that I could pay that loan off and not have to deal with anyone else. Yeah, sure. I mean, absolutely. I agree with you. Um, it does. And you're right. You're right. You're, it does get addictive when you drive a new car every three years. Um, it's, it's a different, whoops, it's a different feeling for sure. Yeah. And, you really do have to look at your financial situation and also your values. Like my wife, she doesn't she doesn't know things about cars. She doesn't care about cars. She just wants it to be a small car, you know, backup camera, easy features, easy to drive, quiet, you know, whatever. And I'm the one, you know, doing all this research and seeing what's better. And at the end of the day, I was like, I don't know, this car has like cool seats and it has like a sunroof. And it's small and has a backup camera. And like, yeah, I just did it. And I decided that in my situation and what I'm presuming my situation for the next six years will be that we could that we could afford it even if everything gets worse. Okay, yeah, that sounds, I mean, fair enough. It's different for everyone. And I guess... It also, I mean, there are definitely other factors coming into, you know, coming into play, how much you drive and, you know, how much you can afford and, and what, what matters to you for sure. There's no question about it. Um, you said that you are okay with a used car. I now prefer new cars, obviously. And that's, and I think that's just where you are. And yeah, like I could have got a worse new car for the same money that I got a much nicer used car. And that was just a trade-off that I decided to make this time. And maybe next time I'll, you know, save up 17,000 and get the Honda fit, you know, brand new. <laughs> or for Probably that Probably not going to happen after this. <laughs> right. But for the same amount of money, you can get a three-year-old Volvo. So it's like, okay, that's a, it's quite a difference. And then people are like, yeah. well, you know, the fancy cars are more expensive to maintain. And, and I'm like, well, yeah, but they're, you, you're buying a thing for this reason. And 
you just need to know what you're getting into. There's no there's no shame. The car still gets from one place to another. There's no guilt that, oh, you can afford this and I can't afford you know, it. You it's, know, it's fine. You can buy a three-year-old Honda Fit and it'll be much cheaper. And if you don't care or you like the, the car, I think people should just do what they want. But also what they can afford. I can't imagine if I went into, you know, pick an expensive car dealer and I came up to them and I'd be like, hey, I make this amount of much, like this much money as an engineer. What's the what's the most expensive car I can buy right now, today, zero down? And I, I don't know, could I buy something like stupid expensive, like, like a Lamborghini? I don't know, probably. <laughs> and they'd be like, look, you make this much now. If you put this down payment or something, uh, we can, we can lend you $200,000. You want it? <laughs> and I feel like, you know, with my good credit score, with my like reputation for paying loans on time, I feel like the bank would be like, yeah, let's give this child a small mortgage <laughs> for a car that'll depreciate really, really quick. But really? I, I feel like I could do it, but why? Do they depreciate really quick? All cars depreciate really quick. No, but a Lamborghini, I mean, Even more. do they really do they really lose value? Yeah. The like the fancier the more luxury the car is, the faster they drop because demand drops so fast for them. Now, if it's like a special model or some special year and you don't really know this going in, but there are like some classic years that yeah. are like rare. But if I like got a $200,000 or whatever, I'm certain that in two, three years, it'll be half the value. And in, you know, 10, it'll, it'll be low. Uh, I don't know. I mean, because I, I've always felt like these super fancy cars are usually keep their value because nobody drives them as much. They don't like, they just, and the more they sit, the more like, um, yeah, but the what's word? the demand for a not new, but not old sports car like who's buying a five-year-old lamborghini there's not there's not a ton of demand for that i guess i guess because if you can get it get the new one because you can (laughs) yeah i guess and if you have to like oh shoot i have to buy a hundred fifty thousand dollar car as opposed to a three hundred thousand dollar car if if those are your margins like something somewhere went terribly wrong (laughs) (laughs) All right. On that note, um, I think we can kind of conclude this topic for today. Yeah, we got, we learned a lot, helped a lot of people. (laughs) Absolutely. Hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. Stay safe, everyone.